Okay, so today's book is called Little Toots with uh, story and pictures by Hardy Gramatke. And I will do my best to explain the pictures as I go so that you understand what's happening. So, it is read by Mommy. And here we go. First, you have to understand how the water works. You see, there are big oceans, and in this case, the ocean pours into a big, like, pool of water called the harbor. And then the harbor feeds into a stream called the river, and the river goes out. And so, that is what it looks like where Little Toot lives. And let's read about Little Toot. Here we go. At the foot of an old, old wharf lives the cutest, silliest little tugboat you ever saw. A very handsome tugboat with a brand new candy stick smokestack. His name is Little Toot, and this name he came through by no fault of his own. Blow hard as he would, the only sound that could came out of his whistle was a gay, small, but what he couldn't create in sound, Little Toot made up for in smoke. From his chubby smokestack, he would send up a volley of smoke balls which bubbled over his wake like balloons. Hence, when he got all steamed up, Little Toot used to feel very important. See, he puts lots of big balls of smoke in the air in the picture. And then the flag at his masthead would dance like the tail of a puppy dog when he's happy. And he flaunted his signals like a man of war. You see, there's a picture here of all the signals, the flags that are on ships. Because ships have to communicate with other ships. And they didn't used to be able to get on a radio. So they would have flags that they would signal to the other ships different messages and different words and different stories like here's what's going on over here at our ship it's this blue flag which means we're having a birthday party well maybe not that but you get the idea now the river where little toot lives is full of ships they come from ports all over the world bringing crews who speak strange tongues which means different languages and yeah look at that and bringing even stranger cargoes hides from buenos aires cobras from the south seas whale order oil from the antarctic there you go and fragrant teas from distant asia and i can i can you want to turn the page wait until i get this last sentence read and then turn the page okay so there's always work for tugboats to do either pushing ships into the docks to be unloaded or else pulling them up the stream and down the channel to the ocean to begin a new voyage. Can you turn the page? So a tugboat's life is a busy, exciting one, and Little Toot was properly right in the middle of it. His father, Big Toot, was the biggest and fastest tugboat on the river. Why, Big Toot can make more smoke and kick up more water than any two of the other boats put together. As for Grandfather Toot, he is an old sea dog who breathes smoke and tells of his mighty deeds on the river. You'd think that little Toot, belonging to such an important family, would have his mind on his work. 
But no, Little Toot hated work. He saw no sense in pulling ships 50 times bigger than himself all the way down to the ocean. He was scared of the wild seas that lay in wait outside the channel, beyond where the harbor empties into the ocean. Little Toot had no desire to be tossed around. He preferred the calm water of the river itself, where he could always find plenty of fun, like gliding, for example, or playing thread the needle around the piers, or what was even fancier, cutting figure eight. Little Toot liked nothing better than to make a really fine figure eight. First you throw your weight on one side, then on the other, and the result never failed to delight him, although his antics annoyed the hard-working tugboats awfully. But he kept on making figure eights that grew bigger and bigger until one day, carried away by the joy of it all, he made one so big it took up the whole river. Indeed, there was hardly room for it between the two shores. And no room at all for a big tug named J.G. McGillicuddy, which was bound downstream to pick up a string of coal barges from Hoboken. J.G. McGillicuddy had little love for other tugboats anyway, and a frivolous one like Little Toot made him mad as witness. And then there's a picture of J.G. McGillicuddy just shouting his head off at poor Little Toot, who's scared and it looks like he's popping out some smoke bubbles. This was itself bad enough, but unfortunately for Little Toot, the other tugboats had seen what happened to him. So they began to make fun of him, calling him a sissy who only knew how to play. Poor Little Toot. He was ashamed and angry, but there was nothing he could do about it now except blow those silly smoke balls. But the more he blew, more the other tugboats laughed at him. Little Toot couldn't stand it. He fled to his favorite hiding place along the wharf where his taunting friends could not reach him. And there he just sat and sulked. Poor guy. After he had moped a little while, Little Toot saw, headed down the river, a great ocean liner. And pulling it were four tugboats with his own father, Big Toot, right up in front. The sight of that brave, bustling work made Little Toot think. He thought harder than ever in his life, and then all of a sudden a great idea burst over him. He wouldn't be a silly, frivolous little tugboat anymore. He would work like the best of them. After all, wasn't he the son of Big Toot, the mightiest tugboat on the river? Well, he would make Big Toot proud of him. He'd show them all. Full of ambition, he started eagerly downstream. He sidled up next to one of big ship after another, tooting for them to heave a tow line. But he supposed they, but they supposed he was still only a nuisance and would have nothing to do with him. 
Oscar, the Scandinavian, rudely blew steam in his face. And the others were too busy with their own affairs to notice a bothersome little tug. They knew him too well. But the rudest of all was a great transatlantic liner which blasted him right out of the water. That was just too much for little Toot. He wasn't anywhere, he wasn't wanted anywhere or by anyone. But his spirits were drooping and he let the tide carry him where it willed. He was so lonesome. Floating aimlessly downstream, he grew sadder and sadder until he was utterly miserable. He was sunk so deep in his own despair, he didn't even notice the sky had grown dark. And the wind was whipping up into a real storm. And suddenly he heard a sound that was like no sound he had ever heard before. It was the ocean, the great ocean that Little Toot had never seen. And the noise came from the waves as they dashed and pounded against the rocks. But that wasn't all. Against the black sky climbed a brilliant flaming rocket. When Little Toot looked hard, he saw, jammed between two rocks, an ocean liner which his father had towed up and down the river many times. Do you see this? Yes. He's stuck in the water. He's stuck between the rocks. It was truly a terrible thing to see. Little Toot went wild with excitement, and he began puffing those silly balls of smoke out of his smokestack. And as he did, a wonderful thought struck him. Those smoke balls could probably be seen way up the river where his father and his grandfather were. So he puffed a signal thus. And he puffed, he puffed an S and an O and an S. S-O-S. S-O-S. Do you know what that means? What? That means we're in trouble. We need help. So, of course, way up the river they saw way up the river they saw it and of course they had no idea who was making the signals but they knew that it meant come quickly so they all dropped what they were doing to race to the rescue out of the many wharves streamed a great fleet big boats and little boats and fat boats and skinny boats with big toot himself right in the lead like an admiral at the head of a fleet just in time, too, because little Toot, still puffing out his SOS, was hard hooked to stay afloat. One wave spun him around until he was dizzy, and then another tossed him up so high that he was glad when a spiral-shaped wave came along to have him glide down on. Before he could spit the salt water out of his smokestack, still another wave came along and tossed him up again. Do you see he's getting tossed? It looked as though he would never get down. Yep, it's pretty intense. All this was pretty awful for the tugboat that was used to smooth water. But what made it terrifying was the fact that out of the corner of his eye, when he was hung on a wave, little Toot saw that the fleet wasn't able to make headway against such fierce seas. 
you know what that means? They were trying to get forward, but they couldn't. Even Grandfather Toot was bellowing that he'd never seen such a storm. Little Toot was scared green. Something had to be done. But all that Little Toot had ever learned how to do was blow those silly smoke balls. Where he was, the channel was like a narrow bottleneck with the whole ocean trying to pour in all at once. And that's why the fleet couldn't make any headway because the forces of the seas simply swept them back. See, they're trying to get forward, but you can't really find a tidal wave. And this water is just pouring in and it's too big of a storm. Indeed, they were on the verge of giving up entirely when suddenly, above the storm, they heard a gay, familiar toot. Who do you think it was? Toot to the rescue. Little toot to the rescue? Probably. Let's see. Bum, 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 bum. It was little toot. Not wasting his strength butting the waves as they had done, but bouncing from crest to crest like a rubber ball. The pounding hurt like everything, but Little Toot kept right on going. And when Little Toot looked out at the sea through his binoculars, oh, when Big Toot looked out through the sea through his binoculars, he saw the crew on the great vessel throw a line to Little Toot. Well, I should hope so. They're quite stuck. It was a wonderful thing to see. When the line was made fast, Little Toot waited for a long moment. And then, when a huge wave swept under the liner, lifting the, lifting it clear of the rocks. See there, it's popped up away from the rocks. He pulled with all of his might, and the liner came free. Now it's back out into the ocean, which is where ocean liners belong. The people on board began to cheer, and the whole tugboat fleet insisted on Little Toot escorting the big boat back into the harbor. Little Toot was a hero, and Grandfather Toot blasted the news all over the river. Well, after that, Little Toot became quite a different fellow. He even changed his tune. And it's said that he can haul as big a load as his father can. That is, when Big Tooth hasn't a very big load to haul. <laughs> and those two words mean the end.